It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! All right, everyone, welcome back. Here we are, Ears Up Podcast, live studio version. We are, in fact, on, uh, in case you missed the uh, the press release, which I, I don't know why you would, uh, Ears Up Podcast is now on live stream. So you go to new.livestream.com in case you're listening to this on the old podcast method, and um, you can watch us live on the show. So, uh, you know, we'll actually be starting to uh, announce when our live shows are because we're going to do some contests. Last show we did, uh, we did a little trivia, and, uh, you know, we'll do some more at some point very soon. Uh, we are on the free account because to to have like a monthly account where you can uh, archive your shows permanently entirely is like a hundred bucks a month. No one has money for that right now, so uh, it's uh, they're up for thirty days. So if you're interested to see what we look like, if you're interested to see what our studio looks like, uh, head over to new.livestream.com, search Ears Up Podcast, and uh, then you too can see exactly what we're all about. Uh, I'm not entirely sure is this thing working. I don't even know. Can't even tell, dude. This whole this whole system <laughs> is funky. I think it's fine. I think it's going good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we are talking about Taryn. What are we talking about? This is a Taryn show. Yes, for it all is. you Taryn fans out there. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about holidays in Disneyland, uh, specifically uh, the winter holidays. That's your favorite time in Disneyland, right? It is. It is my absolute favorite time. I. I I loathe the years that I miss it. <laughs> Why are you glaring at me? Well, because it might be this year. Uh, it, well, I, yeah, but I can't imagine it really will. I don't yeah. think it will. I thought you guys were going down when we go down. Well, yeah, but if we get rid of our passes. Well, you see, now that I, now that I say that, I can't remember why I thought it. But if we go to Disney World in September, then we, then we have to pay to get in versus just getting that deluxe pass or something like that to get in and, and do the thing. So I don't know... Uh, I don't know what the right thing to do is. I don't either. <laughs> the right thing to do is to renew your passes. That's the right thing to do. But then if we go to like, but then if we go to Disney World in September, then that's a big. Then then I don't want to have to pay for like six days in Disney World because you can't go to Disney World yeah. for like two days or something like. Well, that. Well, what I've heard is that when you go to uh, Walt Disney World, that you um, you can do the Magic Kingdom in like a day because it's basically the same thing as Disneyland except run down. But it takes, run down. That's what I've heard. That's I've heard the that only they place put, I want to go. Yeah, I just heard they don't put as much effort into it as as they put into Disneyland. Like it's still like it's it's mm. still like the medieval theme and Fantasyland area and stuff like that. This is just what I've heard. Really, this is what I've heard from someone that just came back. Um, they said that they did not like um, the Magic Kingdom, but everything surrounding it was fantastic. See, that's why I think we should just skip Walt Disney World and just go to Disney Paris. I agree. <clears throat> I kind of agree because it's cheaper to go to Disneyland Paris than it is to go to Disney World. Yeah. Flights and everything. You have flight packages and, and nonsense. I bet, yeah. Yeah. I bet we could still get our, our Canadian friends to come with us. I think they would go to Disneyland Paris. But see, the Maybe. problem is if, if I make that journey to Disneyland Paris, I'm just going to stay in Europe for like three weeks and I don't have money for that. <laughs> yeah, that is part of the problem. Because if you go all the way over there, you, you need to, to, to vacation because that's a pricey ticket. So, you know. Yeah. Whereas in Florida, there's nothing to see. You go see some locations where Dexter was shot, and that's well, about it. Well, we could go to Harry Potter Land, or whatever it's called. 
Well, Beverly, uh, Beverly is, is so now that we're on live stream, Beverly is uh, running our uh, our commercial, or not commercials, our cameras, and she was just applauding that fact. Yeah, I would totally go there. Bev, you want to go? You want to go with us? Let's go. Are you buying us the tickets? Isn't <laughs> that, it like super expensive to go to both? That's what I read somewhere. Do you know? You've probably done your research on that. It's not that bad. Bev's a, a huge Harry Potter fan. And she hurt her back ironing, by the way. So she's like taking her <laughs> She's also time. 85. She's very gingerly <laughs> to move to the things. Oh, are you up? Why? I don't understand. No, why? Oh, no. there we go. Because you're right here. Nope. <laughs> why aren't you on? She doesn't exist. I'm still. Oh, oh there. there, there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I have done some research and I have. Um, I apologize if you can hear Tangled in the background in my booth because that's what Abby's watching. Uh-oh. Um, again. <laughs> Great. Of course. I'm going to have to edit it out. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so flight and uh, lodging in a Disneyland, Disney World hotel. There are several of those, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Lots uh, They're building more, too, by the way. About $600 total round trip per, from what I've found per person. That's not very bad. No. That's not that bad. Is that like taking like eight single prop may... hoppers around the country first? It takes you four days no. to fly there? It's a straight flight. <laughs> hmm. What I'm about Harry Potterland? Whatever it's called. Wizarding World. Of- I think that but I included, because I, I always do everything through Expedia, and I think I clicked in the tickets just to get a price. Hmm. And I think it was somewhere between four to $600 per person, including tickets. And oh. Harry Potterland's coming to... Um, Universal and it's not Hollywood. the same. It's, it's like Disneyland same. going to Florida. It's not yeah, the it's same. not going to be the same. But in reverse, it's probably going to be smaller. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Well, and we'll let's think be about clear, it. I'm going to go to Disney or to, to Harry both. Potter Land, yeah. in yes. California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the official name, <laughs> Harry Potter Land. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Beverly. Cool story. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, find us on iTunes. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on Stitcher. Everywhere where fine podcasts are streamed and uh, aggregated, I suppose. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, all that kind of stuff. We do some uh, some cool uh, news. We post some cool news. We talk a little bit. Taryn runs some cool um, games and contests on Instagram. So follow her on that. That's, uh, that's pretty fun. Uh, if you have feedback on the show, we'd love to hear what you guys have to, to say. We'd love to hear what you think. Any problems, any, any issues that we have, anything that we're saying that's not true, anything we're saying that you didn't know, uh, let us know. Uh, Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Uh, Terrence is also here. He has an email address. Uh, Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. I have one. Jason. Uh, at uh, at blah 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 dot com, <laughs> blah blah um, hyphen blah dot yeah. com. <laughs> uh, send us whatever you want. I don't know. We like getting email from people. It's fun, except when it's not fun. Then it's not fun. Uh, we also have a blog at uh, obviously years at podcast dot com, uh, where we we don't also post the shows. We all, we also do some articles and some some cool stuff. We have some guests. And some friends do some writing and stuff too, which reminds me that our good friend Mark Starkey mm. owes us s- at least two pieces of of writing that uh, you know. Yeah. That guy. Well, I think maybe calling him out on air might help. Yeah, I hope if he's if he's listening, I hope he's uh, still in the chat room there. Yeah, we do a live stream of a chat now, which I'm yeah. so excited about. I have been watching the chat. Um, awesome. It's pretty awesome. I know. I can tell. I'm interacting. <laughs> I'm still interacting. I know. Um, on our last show, uh, we had a giveaway. Uh, we played a game, and yeah. we, we gave away a handcrafted, uh, um, I don't know what you call it, a replica like a, yeah. of, a, of a, um, a, I don't know, a craft. I need to know how to describe this. It's like it's a replica of one of the Haunted Mansion 
Skulls. Nightmare Before Christmas, Wreath Skulls. Yes. Sure. There you go. That sounds pretty good. Our good friend Pushy Jack, who did our audio, uh, he does our intros and stuff like that. Uh, he's also a good friend. He's a DIY person. He does a lot of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas themed kind of stuff for his kids for Halloween. Uh, prop guy, uh, video effects guy, all around nice, handsome Kind of short, though, but whatever. <laughs> uh, he has an Etsy page. You can just go to Etsy.com and search Push Eject. I know it sounds weird, but he's a weird dude. Um, and uh, he's selling these things. And uh, so if you want something to spice up your, your, uh, your, your Halloween decorations, uh, they're unfinished. They're made of foam, so they're very lightweight. They're not going to fall and break and you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, check it out. Buy one, pick it up, paint it however you want. It looks really good. He yeah. hand-sculpted it. It's, it's inspired by A Night Before Christmas, and it can be yours. Uh, I think it's like ten bucks. Yeah. So swing it's by, check so it out. Cheap. Um, he's a good dude, and uh, you know his kids. Uh, his kids need to eat at least <laughs> twice a day, and uh, with your help, they can do that. All right. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, earsuppodcast.com dot com because we have an Amazon link. If you do some Amazon shopping, uh, we'd like for you to use our link if you wouldn't mind, please. It helps us keep. Uh, Keep on keeping on, I suppose. We also have some coasters you can purchase. Um, and then uh, reoccurring don- dones is what we discussed, yes. discussed last, last show, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to call them dones. They're not donations anymore because, uh, you know, that's so 2013. Uh, you can be a reoccurring donor. You can throw us five bucks if you want. If, if you like the show, if you're cruising around. I know a, a couple of you have gotten some good information from the show and to help make your next trip to Disneyland all that much better and that much more magical. And so you've donated and you've told us this. That's how I know. So I really appreciate it. It uh, makes me feel good. I really enjoy it. You know, we did the show, started doing the show because we want to spread the love. And, uh, and I think we're doing that. You guys are picking up on that. So I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, feedback. Feedback is uh, Terrence is going to do this week. Yeah. Terrence. Uh, we have a couple of different things. All right, uh, let's do it. This one's from Drew, and it was on our iTunes. He said, just found this podcast two days ago, and I already ate through about half of the podcast. Have to say I love it. Five out of five. Smiley face. Smiley face. Smiley face. Wow. Five stars and three smiley faces from Drew? Yeah, that's nice good. Work. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Uh, this next one is from Clayton. Uh, he says, Just, uh, Jason and Terrence, sweet pickles are gross. I disagree. Sweet pickles are gross. Terrence is right. Dill pickles are the only good pickles. What were we talking about? This is in reference it to was the tuna the, uh, burger, the right? Yes. disgusting okay. tuna burger, yeah. <laughs> right. Also, he said that uh, Terrence needs to say fritos more often. And, um, I don't know about that. Yeah. I also <laughs> agree with him right here. He says that, um, Taryn, you're gross if you want to uh, swim in the nuclear duck poop water in the rivers of America. I cannot imagine how gross that water actually is. Probably come out Ugh. blue. <laughs> yeah, it's dyed some funky, oh, yeah. like, you know, turquoise ocean green or whatever. I'm not afraid of it. Um, he mentioned he actually mentioned something that was pretty good um, since okay. we always talk about food around the park. Yeah, he said he wants to add that a good choice for a food is the Cobb salad, and this is how he describes where it is: It's at the restaurant at the inner end of the main street that is on the right when facing towards the castle. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. A second. <laughs> <clears throat> I think Clayton's a madman. Um, okay, say that again, please. Okay, I, I want to try to picture my mind, and then and then I'm going to guess. Taryn can guess too, unless she knows. Uh, what he's talking about. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead, please. It's the restaurant, <laughs> the restaurant at the inner end of Main Street. At the inner end, as opposed to the outer end? <laughs> yes, the inner okay. end yeah. of Main Street. Okay. Uh, that is on, that's on the right when facing the castle. It's on the right when facing know, the castle. I know, I know what he's talking okay, about. Okay, so first of all, in order for me to understand what he's saying, I have to put aside the direction of inner versus outer because I don't know what it means. <laughs> so I have to 
put that I have to take that segment out right. and move it somewhere else right and then to replace it later because I don't okay at the inner end of Main Street the inner end of Main Street okay it's on the right when facing towards the castle Snow White's wishing well no too too far no, too, too far, far. it's too where, far. where they have the birthday part the birthdays like the the hour early birthday mm-hmm. breakfast thing I don't know what it's called I forget oh. it's called Plaza Inn it's called the Plaza yeah. Inn yeah. And it's really good. Very, it's air conditioned as well, and um, free refills on soda and tea. Good when you to go know there as well. That's you know. Okay, this is a good point. Where what do you consider the end of Main Street? Why? I consider the end of Main Street the tip of the hub. That like basically the driveway that goes up to the Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah, I oh, think he's. I, don't. I think he's um, mm-hmm. considering each branch of the hub an end of Main Street, or or he's saying when you get to the point where it's the hub, yeah. it's not. Main Street is just the hub. Okay, I would have said to the right of the hub, but uh, okay. yes, or and Beverly, or isn't Flo- Walt and, aren't Walt and Mickey the end of Main Street? They're in the middle that's, of that's the, the hub. hub. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're in the middle. of I the I would hub. say it's before that. It's like where the the uh, roundabout begins. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the hot which, dog cart, which is kind of exactly the, the hot dog cart is sort of behind the Plaza Inn. Yeah, that's where I would say it's is, a corn dog cart. Corn dog, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Boosh. That, that's the end of Main Street for yeah. me. Okay. okay. All right. Well, so Clayton's not as insane as I thought. Yeah. So Plaza <laughs> Cop Inn. Salad. Yeah. Cop okay. Salad the Plaza Inn. Go ahead. Um, he also says that on busy days, he can get more than one Fast Pass at a time. Um, and I I actually didn't know that. Yeah, you can. Okay. Uh, but he said, you know, I love all. I love that you all don't agree on everything. Super funny and entertaining. Very I informative show. I don't agree with that. I, don't, I dislike it when we don't agree. <laughs> you dislike it when we don't agree? Correct. Go ahead. What? No, that's it. Okay. That's feedback. That's it. Yeah. All right. Feedback. Thank you very much, Terrence. You're welcome. So here we go, Taryn. We're going to go over holidays in the park. Yeah. I love these Taryn-centric shows. And uh, because I just I just uh, like seeing uh, how you've progressed uh, being a broadcaster. (laughs) Oh, thanks. You're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. Now I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous. Um, Holidays are fun. They're special, right? Everyone loves them. And it's timely because it's holiday season right now. That is true. Uh, So... The holidays at Disneyland, like uh, we've already talked about, are my favorite time ever. Right. I think it's a lot of people's favorite time. It's very crowded time at the park. Yeah, I read somewhere that just October, um, the uh, park attendance goes up like 40%. <sighs> yeah, I could see that. Because of the of, yeah. of the holiday overlays. Yeah. yeah. So this year, the, the holidays, and when I say holidays, I'm referring to christmas time basically like the, <laughs> not halloween not no halloween? no i'm not really talking about halloween because okay. okay. by the time this comes out halloween's gonna be basically well but over. but do you consider holidays in the park part of halloween no. anyways okay i think it's separate because that's halloween in the park why do you consider it separate because that's halloween in the park this is holidays in the park oh because because the park considers them separate yeah okay okay because there's a difference okay i got it. yeah so right. the holidays in the park um actually officially begin um i like taryn's logic because i said so <laughs> Essentially is what you just told him. You're like, well, yeah. because this is what I just said, Terrence. <laughs> and you know what we said? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Oh. See, this is progress. <laughs> this, is, this is very good. Don't back down. Oh, Bev's <laughs> clapping. Thanks. <laughs> Beverly, appreciate it. Uh, okay, so this year the holidays are from November 13th through January 6th. Okay. Those are the official dates. However, um, you're going to start seeing decor uh, for lots of things uh, beginning as early as November 7th. Like that, I I believe Halloween ends like the sixth or something, sometime around mm-hmm. there in that week. Okay. And so as soon as they start taking that, they're just replacing it with with Christmas, Christmassy, snowy yeah. kind of things. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the atmosphere. So if you've never been, 
uh, Go one. Um, but it's basically heavily decorated. There's a huge Christmas tree at, uh, I guess, the outer the outer inner lower upper section <laughs> of the not hub uh right yeah right when you walk in <laughs> right where when you walk in for like uh for halloween there's the the big giant mickey head on the back side of the disneyland railroad right station, on, yeah. on the front side of the northern back side <laughs> got it um, but apparently it's a 60 foot christmas 60 tree. foot christmas yes. tree yes. um it's enormous it's covered in ornaments. There's wreaths and garland draped all the way down Main Street. Um, and that leads up to the castle, which is covered in glittery princess snow. I, I made that part up. But you that's did. what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> princess snow. Yeah. All right. Um, Disney, basically, there's not a land untouched for the holidays. I mean, really. New Orleans Square, Fantasyland, Toontown, Adventureland, Frontierland, Critter Country, Cars Land, even the wharf and the boardwalk, they all have decorations. Yeah. And I'm talking about Disneyland and California Adventure. Okay. There's just there's decorations everywhere you look, which is part of why I like it so much. Um, the only land that doesn't get a whole lot of, I guess, a, a sort of... Love. Love, mm-hmm. yeah, is Tomorrowland. I think it's getting more as the years progress, but it, it gets the least, definitely, of all the lands. And I read somewhere that... Some really crazy person has a theory that this is because there will be no Christmas in the future. Hmm. Okay. That's a All good right. theory, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know why or where that came from, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh the park also, aside from just decorating and having all these ornaments and all these things around, they also have complete overlays of rides, which we all know. Um we've talked about the Haunted Mansion and Nightmare for Christmas, obviously, yeah. that, that's that's already happened that because that happens for Halloween. And so stays through Christmas. Right, yeah, right, so that's right. the only one that's a little bit of a crossover. Um, some things, I mean, that we've, we've sort of already talked about, but like the gingerbread house is something that changes every year. Um, it smells amazing. Uh, you can check out our blog to uh, find out where, where we get, where you can get candles that smell very similar to the Haunted Mansion that's during that awesome. time. Which is a uh, cost plus. That's right. The Mexican pumpkin, I think, yes. is what it's called. Yeah. Although, th- honestly, we, we smell these this year. They have more cinnamon. They're mm. they're different. Because okay. we still have candles that, that smell exactly like we got them last year. And then this year, they're a little different. So, oh, okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing to note is if you're one of those people that you really like the Haunted Mansion better than the, the overlay, you at least have to admit that the attic scene... Is a thousand times better. It's awesome. Plus, there is every year a hidden Velvet Elvis mm-hmm. uh, portrait, which, uh, if hey, if you guys find it, take a picture of it, Instagram it, put it on our Facebook. We'd love to see it this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. Um, so next up, uh, It's a Small World gets an overlay. I don't think anybody in this room likes that ride. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, I have Bev to go likes on it. it. Bev, you're crazy. I know you really do. I could tell. Well, one, I just like that as you're going through it, you can catch things like, I don't, in in some country, I don't remember what, I rode that ride a lot this last trip, but you see Cinderella, but she's not in her Cinderella outfit. She's in like, before she became a princess Cinderella and she's Mm -hmm. like sweeping around there like mice on her shoulder. It's just really cute to catch like little things like that. That sounds horrible. (laughs) Whatever, Taryn. (laughs) Taryn hates sweeping. That's why she said that. Oh yeah, that's right. 
well, anyway, if you're like everyone else and you don't really <laughs> like It's a Small World, right. um, you at least need to walk past it because during Christmas time, that entire thing, I can't even imagine how many light bulbs are on there. It's beautiful. It is mm. absolutely gorgeous. And it snows back there as well, right? No. No, I think it does. No. No, it's the bubble snow. It... No, that's only on Main Street. It's only on Main Street. Okay, keep going, and I'm going to look it okay. up. All right. Terrence is going to prove you wrong. All right. Not me, because I don't really have a dog in this fight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not true. Um, uh, the the other one that gets an overlay around this time is the Jungle Cruise. It becomes the Jingle Cruise. Do you th- are they going to do that again this year? Because yes, last year was the first time. Okay, they are doing it again. It wasn't and that bad. We took a bunch of photos. So that that was going to be my question to okay. you guys. Right. Um, we took a bunch of photos. We went on it. It was a very long line. We yeah. actually went up into this area of the line that I've never seen before. Do you still hate it? I hate the ride. Yeah, I can't stand the ride. But um, I mean, we hated. I'm not talking about the ride. I'm talking yeah. about the. The overlay, it was fine. I mean, I, I like I like the extended queues uh, on some rides because you don't get to see them normally. And Jungle Cruise is one of them. They have these little, like, uh, you know, kind of huts or whatever that are blocked off. And they have little, uh, you know, maps and trinkets and bits and bobs and all that kind of stuff uh, that mm-hmm. you just no- don't normally see. So for that, it, it, it's a treat. But I... It didn't add anything. I don't. I don't hate it. I, I hated that's called the Jingle Cruise because that's real weird. Uh, it was fine. It was all right. I liked it. It's all right. I I actually, I I didn't mind the idea of it because I think anything that you can turn into Christmas sounds great. Right. But then, then actually going on it and seeing it and walking through the line, I actually liked it a lot more. Good. Okay. So um, definitely one to hit. Yeah, I would say do that. Okay. Uh, Even so- if you dislike the ride. Yes. Okay. I think they changed up some of the little jokes. Possibly, but I can't, I remember. can't remember either. I was trying to block out that whole thing. Um, okay. Definitely, <laughs> I think actually definitely walking through the line was my favorite part. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, okay, so then uh, Disneyland puts on a lot of events. And by Disneyland, I mean Disneyland, DCA, and da- what? Uh-oh, uh, 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 um, go ahead, Taryn. Small World Holiday. Uh, Taryn, yes, go ahead. Thank Please you. Continue. Oh, <laughs> So, yeah, it does snow in front of it. Okay. You can see snowfall in front of the uh, – it's a small world holiday attraction. The For pl- – Like during the fireworks or what? No, it was, it's, there's a parade that goes through. And this is a plaza area in front of the small world ride. It's one of three areas at Disneyland Park equipped with snowmakers, which are placed high uh, aloft along with spotlights. So okay. if you go through there and you see the lights, the snowmakers are on the lights in that whole area. Yeah. That leads you past small world and then into um, – Mickey's Toontown. Okay, so it okay. snows for a parade there. Yeah, it does. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. that's, that's good to know. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Disneyland puts on a lot of events uh, around this time. Things uh, in downtown Disney that you might find are Olaf's Frozen Ice Rink. Uh, I think that has an additional charge because it's downtown Disney, but it's a, it's yeah. cool. It's, it's a small little ice rink, but hey, that's the only time you're going to find an ice rink and. Anaheim. So. I think that's the. I think that's in front of the Earl of Sandwich down yes. there by the ESPN zone. It's and pretty yeah, far it's down. Probably, I like how it's Olaf's frozen ice rink. Yeah. What was it two years ago? To well, <laughs> as opposed to the non-frozen ice rink. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's frozen, as in. No, yeah. I know. Oh, okay, but it's, you it's just call it Olaf's ice rink. Yeah, anyway. that's true. Uh, and then Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen has yeah. a gingerbread house making workshop. Oh, wow. This year, it's on December 13th, 14th, 
20th and 21st from 12 uh, from noon to 2 p.m. Why did you correct yourself when you said from 12? Because I said didn't want to say p.m. <laughs> 12 at midnight. From midnight to 2 a.m., you take your kid down to Ralph Brennan's for <laughs> gingerbread making. You get in your head way too much. I just wanted to say noon. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want right noon. I, d- I didn't write it, and it's, so I was I changed it it's just now. Pacific, right? Yeah, there's no problem. At all. Uh, I'd rather be Pacific. Okay, go ahead. Um, I also wanted to note that they do this also in October and make haunted gingerbread houses. What? Yeah. I didn't. That's cool. I didn't know any of this until I started looking it up. It sounds really cool. Awesome. Uh, you can call for questions and reservations. The number is 714-776-5200. Awesome. Uh, Terrence, did you know that the world of color changes for winter? No, I did not. It does. Uh, it becomes, uh, or Olaf hosts it. Oh, it is nice. Winter Dreams, or Winter Dream or something. Uh, and it basically is just winter scenes from some of your favorite Disney movies, and there's new water scenes. So they just show Frozen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's a winter I've scene actually, from another I was Disney movie? I'm trying to think of another one. Um, I read that it's not that good. No? Yeah, I heard that like it Olaf is super annoying from from a couple blogs I read. Weird. Olaf <laughs> is super annoying. But, yeah. And so he's the host of the thing and so it gets really obnoxious. And I think what they mean by winter scenes is like they they're creating winter scenes. Hmm. Oh. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> the I Lion King winterized. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Global warming. It's not supposed to snow in Africa. <laughs> I'd be really curious to see what that kind of what that sure. show was. That sounds like, like it's uh, going to be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's cool. I like mm-hmm. that they're uh, they're updating it and they're yeah. they're kind of making it uh, uh, you know a destination because people who've seen World of Color once or twice, like, okay, great. Like I've seen it yeah. sort of from behind. Eh, all right, I'm not going to yeah. stand there. But if I was into Frozen at all, then uh, I'd probably see it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also at, at DCA they do Viva Navidad. Uh, this is a it's a it's a street party. It's meet and greet with character. What? Nothing. <laughs> Why Nothing. is everyone laughing but I'm, me? I'm laughing at Beverly. Go ahead. Uh, it's a street party. Uh, meet and greets with characters uh, in special Latino style costumes. So this is what's a Latino <laughs> style costume? <laughs> like a zoot suit or something? <laughs> no, or like not what? A, not a zoot suit. Like um. Like Day of the Dead stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the Three Kings Day celebration. Three oh, see, I don't I don't know much about uh, like Latino holidays. Three I Kings Day. I don't really either, and I looked it up, and now I forget. But okay. it's um, that's okay. I don't it's not to. Day of the Dead because it's not that's like, November first. I think yeah. It's it's more, you know, like a salsa skirts and things like that. Like Minnie would be wearing like a salsa skirt. Oh, okay, got it. That okay. kind of thing. Right. Okay. okay. Uh. And so then also that day, this takes place in uh, Paradise Garden area of DCA. There's Latino-inspired foods, dancing, crafts, and face painting. Awesome. And this is likely to be uh, January 3rd through 6th. So it's at the very tail end of the holidays. Okay. All right. Uh, Also, uh, so back in Disneyland is the Jingle Jamboree. (laughs) So Jason and I experienced this last year. We did? Yes, we did. Did we like it? You'll remember it. Okay. It was awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, it's located at Big Thunder Ranch between Frontierland and Fantasyland by the zoo area, uh, or the little petting zoo. Uh, it's meet and greet with Santa. That's nice. right. We took a selfie with Santa. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Like the guy wanted to take our picture. We were like, no, no, no. We're going <laughs> to selfie this. Hold on. Let me take a selfie. 
So that that was really fun. Mrs. Claus is also there, but I mean, it's Santa. Right. Um, right. He was like in like plaid, like yeah, kind of like was, well, it was 1800 Santa or whatever. So we went in early January. Okay. And I think it was because it was after Christmas, so he was in his plaids. He wasn't he was in his pajamas at that point. <laughs> I, I think I thought it was more. I got the impression of it was like a older uh, historical Santa, like seventeen eighteen hundred Santa. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But it was really cool. They also had um, crafts back there. They had like crayons, and you can draw and make these weird little boxes. And there's a cookie decorating se- uh, section. Uh, live music there was reindeer games there's all kinds of really cool stuff back there like it was just really fun yeah sounds like yeah it was i I do remember it now it was it was pretty cool the uh, uh billy hill and the hillbillies i think too soon by the way uh they were <laughs> yeah. playing yeah and uh, i wonder what they're gonna do now well actually that's a really good question uh i could not find that unfortunately i was looking all over the place there's no real hints on what's gonna replace that mm. i guess whatever replaced Billy, Billy Hill is probably gonna just gonna do a Christmas version of that. Maybe. Um, okay. So, my favorite thing that I found doing some research is that Disneyland used to have real reindeers. What? And this is the re- the recent future, re- recent past. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you heard our last show, Taryn is st- so we record two shows. At the time. Taryn is still ill. She's still sick. So so part of this part of this insanity is is her sickness. <laughs> crowning thank you you're welcome uh they used to have real reindeers i'll just say this from 2005 to 2012 okay okay that's easier (laughs) uh so the backstory on this is disney officials had discovered a little known federal rule in the animal welfare act requiring a six foot high fence around certain animals including reindeer in public displays (laughs) they could fly (laughs) what's six feet to a flying reindeer dude that's a good point Uh, Disney was allowed to get around this rule by using other barriers because the reindeer were only there temporarily. The U.S. Department of Agriculture found no problems with the enclosures, uh, said David Sachs, a department spokesman, OC Animal Care. Uh, The county animal control department also approved the previous displays. But Disney officials, after discovering the, the federal rule, thought it best to halt Santa's reindeer roundup. So a six-foot-tall fence is too tall for small visitors uh, to easily see the reindeer. Right. Santa's reindeer roundup was popular. One year, 20,000 visitors lined up to see the reindeer on their first day in the park. Usually eight reindeer lived there for a few months inside the Big Thunder Ranch Corral. Visitors couldn't, were not allowed to touch them. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, how dirty all these kids are. Jeez, I know. But how cool would that have been? I would have loved to see da- reindeers. Dane, and, Dane rears? Shh. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, that, that would be cool. Here. That would be really cool. <laughs> to, to see, uh, yeah, they should fix. They should fix something like that. That'd be cool. Well, but Disneyland, they can figure something out. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like they, they basically are allowed to do it. They're just not because they're scared of mm. the, the federal government. Well, every, you know, it's first. Of all, it is. It, it's California. People are so happy. Mm. Yeah. You know, you never know what will happen. Yeah. All right. Um, other things. The Christmas Fantasy Parade is another event that takes place. Um, it's a parade. <laughs> okay. It's Christmassy, and the characters are dressed up in red and, and fuzzy whites. Okay. That's pretty much it. I so. mean, it's it's a Disney parade. All right. Uh, one cool thing that they do that we've never done, and I'd love to try and do it some year, is yes. the candlelight processional. Yes. I want to do this as well. Yeah. So the candlelight ceremony and processional has been a Disneyland Park tradition since 1958. 
So right when wow. it opened, this started um, with the help of celebrities like Cary Grant, John Who? Wayne, Who? Dick okay. Van Dyke, and Gary Sinise. <laughs> I think Dick Van Dyke did one like last year or the year before. Like, he did a super yeah, recent one. Yeah, he came one. back. Yeah. And uh, that, that's the one I wanted to go to, and uh, we weren't able to make it. But I do. I do. Who, who's doing it this year? Uh, you know, they didn't say. They have not announced that yet. Is that when you're going, Terrence? It's the 6th and 7th of December. <sighs> we leave the 5th. Okay. Oh. So I think our... Uh, they haven't announced it yet? Are you sure? They haven't announced who's going to do it. Okay. I, well, at least when I made these notes. Okay. Um, so basically what happens is the, uh, the Christmas story is narrated by the celebrity, and uh, the candlelight ceremony mass choir sings holiday songs. Mm. And what I found is that they actually invite choirs to audition. Really? Um, unfortunately, once you hear this, the deadline will have passed. But <laughs> the deadline uh, for this year was Monday, September 29th. So, which a- actually to me is not that like I would think you're auditioning in, like June or July, right? Yeah. Try to get prepared. It's close, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I don't, they're not pl- singing songs that people don't already know, so that might be it. You know, they're singing traditional Christmassy songs. So I think that maybe they don't need as much time to prepare because they already know the words and things. But either way. Yeah, you're probably right. They're, yeah, traditional. You, you can't need too much. Uh, wow, there's a whole thing online. com slash candlelight. You can uh, check out how to uh, participate if you're a choir. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. I, I guess I had never thought. I figured like Disneyland probably just had their own choir. But I thought that was yeah. really neat that anybody can audition. Um. So the 2014 Candlelight Processional, uh, like Jason said, is expected to be December 6th and 7th. And it's expected, it was pretty much confirmed, but Disney officially has not confirmed that date yet. Okay. Uh, And it's only two nights. So that's why it's very difficult to get in. Uh, Lastly, my absolute favorite part of uh, Disneyland during the holidays is the believe in holiday magic <laughs> fireworks show. So this is, I thought it only snowed on main street, but now like, I guess I'll have to check out other places, but mm-hmm. it snows in Anaheim on main street. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. that like I cool. tear up thinking about it. Yeah. Like it, it is like the most magical thing I can think of. Uh, and just to, as an FYI, it costs nineteen thousand dollars per show. Wow! <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Yeah. Absorb that for a second. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, and then, so, Jason, I know you look a little yeah. busy over there, but yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to find out because supposedly, um, oh, see, I've never heard of these people. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm busy looking up the Candlelight Procession narrators. Um, uh, but one of them says Whoopi Goldberg is a rumor. And I don't. Who wants to? Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, you want to play your uh, your yeah. deal? Right. Yeah. So this is just the the little part. Um, what? Yeah. Hang on, just a second. Oh. I need to, I need to stop a couple things here. Taryn. Jeez. There we go. Ah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> It's the finale. And then it snows. And then the, uh, we're watching the video here, and then the, the castle turns all snowy, and all these little lights come up. That's pretty awesome. Though. 
It is. Like, I seriously, I like, I'm actually tearing up. Like, I can't handle it. I think it might just be sick. No. I, because when I found this video, this same thing happened and I had to turn it off because I was at work. Yeah, no, I think you've been sick for a long time. <laughs> you need some sort of it's antibiotic. It's so sweet. I don't know how anybody doesn't cry. Uh, Terrence, you cry at World of Color. I have a heart don't of shake your head. I don't know. <laughs> you make a good point. And so now it's snowing in the park, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. You can stop it now, but it's just so lovely. Like, really, you need to go there and you need to watch the fireworks show on Main Street. It's the best time to go on rides. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so go two days and then do that one day. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Noted. Yeah, that is, it is a cool thing. I mean, I, I don't have many feelings, but uh, yeah, it, it's cool. <laughs> you know, I like I like the snow thing. It looks it looks uh, it looks cool. It's really nice. I love it. Um, do you need a moment? I had it. Okay. I've, I've pulled myself back together. All right. Good. <clears throat> uh, food. Lastly, uh, food in the park during this time changes a little bit. You can get peppermint stick ice cream with crushed candy cane waffle cone. Okay. At uh, the Plaza Inn. That sounds Hang delicious. On. I heard they had a good Cobb salad. Yeah. So the Plaza Inn. So if you want to find the Plaza Inn, it's a real easy direction to go to the <laughs> northern, southernmost part. I think I've had that wrong. Yeah, it's not the Plaza Inn. It's the one on the, the other side. Eastern, western No, areas. it's at the ice cream shop. It's at the Gibson Grill. Right, on the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's on the opposite side of the street. Yeah, but it's in the inner... But why inner. did you put Plaza, plaza in? I don't know. It's oh. on the inner outer I'm, I'm, part. You're sick. I don't, you. I don't know what happened You've there. You've been sick for a couple of days. I think maybe... I don't know. Now I'm now I'm wondering if it really is there, but it can't be. No. Maybe you dreamed it. I'm maybe crazy. Maybe it's a, a delicious dream I've that gone, you had. I've gone nuts. Okay. However, uh, you can also get handmade candy canes, which this is the first I've heard of this, um, but apparently it's a really big thing. Uh, visitors line up at the Candy Palace uh, in the morning to receive a wristband with a date and a batch time on it. What's the Candy Palace? The candy. The candy. Pl- like the, the penny machine. Penny oh, arcade. the arcade? Oh. Yeah. oh, I didn't know it was called the Candy Palace. Neither did I. I just walk by that place all the time because I'm trying to get out of there. Oh. All right. I like it in there. Um, uh, so you line up. You get your wristband. It has a date and a batch time on it. Uh w- which then can be redeemed when the candies are ready. You must be present in person to obtain the, a wristband. Each wristband will entitle, entitle the bearer to one candy cane, but guests must pick it up by 4 p.m., or the candy cane goes to someone standing in line, in the standby line. It was standby line for candy yeah. canes. That's crazy. Wow. Candy makers usually make three batches of 40 treats each, or about, well, yes, 120 candies a day. Thank okay. you. Uh, the par- <laughs> Whoever wrote this, it's like, yeah, I can do math. Um, the park goers often line at the candy kitchen window to watch the candy making process. So that's where they do the taffy. Okay. That's cool. Uh, these are large candy canes weighing, uh, weighing in at 5.25 ounces. If I get one that's 5.24, I'd be so mad. <laughs> you know what? A, a interesting candy cane fact. Most of those candy or a lot of the candy canes you buy in the store, like, uh, you know, like the pack of 12 or whatever, right. they're made in China. I didn't know that. Chinese candy canes. Yeah, we weren't allowed to get candy canes last year. No, absolutely not. Because I couldn't find any. Actually, I think I ended up finding some from Canada, which you said was close enough to it's be It's close okay. enough. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> NAFTA. This is what I deal with. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. There's <laughs> enough candy canes made in the U.S. I don't need to get imported candy. But there's candy. not. You can't find any, except for at Disneyland, apparently. I'll bring them back while you watch. You uh-huh. wait and see. But uh, so for this schedule, go ahead and you can call the candy hotline. Mm-hmm. At, uh, candy hotline. Yeah, apparently there's a candy hotline. Uh, 714-781-0112. What? The candy hotline. Where does it go to, I wonder? I, I kind of want to call it right now. 
I don't think they're working right now. It's pretty late. Do you think it rings like? Do you think like they're pulling taffy and the phone rings? Like, hold on a second, George. <laughs> yeah, candy hotline. <laughs> How can I make your day a sweet one? <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, there are also uh, a I'm lot. All out of macaroons. Oh, oh, my God, I need some macaroons. And uh, hey, Ted, do you want anything? Uh, uh, Johnny's gonna run and get some Chinese food. No, Chuck. Chinese food. Put the taffy down. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Had a moment. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome fine. back. <coughs> well, you know, what else are you going to do? <laughs> uh, there are also special um, foods throughout the day. Uh, what? I don't even know. I don't even know what Jesus. I'm reading anymore. Taryn, what is wrong with you, dude? Okay. On uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving, they have special menus. At certain places. Obviously, you have to make reservations for these things. Uh, but, like, the Blue Bayou does a special menu just for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Oh, nice. uh, so does Cafe New Orleans. Um, so, basically, kind of the sit-down restaurants do it. Uh, Carnation Cafe, French Market, um, Village House. Apparently, Red Rocket's Pizza Port has, an, or last year, had an oven-roasted turkey with craisins, mozzarella, parmesan, and fresh sage and white sauce. No. That sounds <clears throat> no. terrible. <laughs> no, thank you. It sounds so bad. Um, however, our favorite place, Rancho del Zocalo, mm-hmm. uh, has chicken tamale plate. Mm-hmm. Chicken tamales are huge um, in the Hispanic yeah. culture for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me really excited. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like Carthay, uh, Wine Country Trattoria. Mm hmm. Flows V8. They all have some Christmas things. But specifically, if you're planning on being there Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, definitely call and make a reservation because I don't think... Well, actually, I actually have no idea if that place is busy on those days. I'm sure Christmas it is. is supposed to be one of the busiest That's the blackout. Days. You can't go with your in your pass. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, then, yeah. <clears throat> speaking of treats, uh, you know, now is the time for pumpkin stuff. Oh, yes. So our, our friend Pink Bunny on Twitter, uh, you can follow her at PinkBunnyR. On Twitter, uh, she made a map, a Disneyland map of pumpkin treats. We were having a conversation on Twitter the other day about how much I love pumpkin stuff. Like pumpkin beer is fine, but like pumpkin uh, Trader Joe's is like the king of everything pumpkin, and they just have pumpkin flavored things. I think their air is pumpkin flavored. But she made this cute little map. So at the Mint Julep Bar in Disneyland, you can get pumpkin pumpkin beignets. Oh, that wow. sounds so good! Right uh, at the French Market, you can make pump. Or you can make you can get pumpkin pie and pumpkin cheesecake. The French Market, New Orleans Square. Uh, at Cafe Orleans, you can get pumpkin beignets if the mint julep bar is closed. At Maurice's Treats, uh, which is uh, somewhere near Frontierland, I think you can get pumpkin mm-hmm. twists. Which I wonder if they're yeah. like a churro, but not like oh, a churro. Oh, if it's like a pumpkin churro, that would be really that good. Sounds really good. Sounds like it, right? Yeah. At the Jolly Holiday Bakery, you can get pumpkin cheesecake. At the Troubadour Tavern, you can get pumpkin twists as well. At the Plaza Inn, you can get some pumpkin pie. And then at the uh, uh, at the Starbucks, you can get <laughs> pumpkin cheesecake muffins and pumpkin spice lattes. So anyway, if you want this map, you can go to uh, her. Uh, I think you should go to her Twitter. I don't think it's on her blog yet, but uh, anyway, check it out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's awesome that she did that. I love pumpkin stuff, and I need a map for them all. Like, I would do everything. Even though you can get pumpkin pie two different places, I would go to both places. <laughs> I just I would do that. You're like Terrence with the churros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's my goal, is to have every churro in every land with a piece of pumpkin pie. We can do that in December. <laughs> Give it up. We're good. Okay. Wow. I'll bring the diabetes pills. Thank you.
Okay. Uh, so the last thing I just wanted to, to talk about is hotels. So if you're gonna if you're planning on being at Disneyland specifically on Christmas or Christmas Eve, yeah, y- you might be able to get a Christmas tree in your room. Wow. I have heard this has happened before. Um, however, I can't find anything anywhere for 2014. Uh, if if this is even possible, I guarantee it is not cheap. Like, <laughs> I, I'm guessing in the $500 range based on some of the other things you can have happen in your room. Right. But I also can probably guarantee that it's awesome. Okay. And if you're at Disneyland, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not worth it, really, realistically. But if you've got money <laughs> burning a hole in your pocket. If you're staying at the Grand Californian, yeah. uh, get a get a Christmas tree in your room, yeah. dude. Why, Why not? not? Why not? Oh, that'd be amazing. It would. So, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can do a lot of these, these kinds of things in your room. If you mm-hmm. didn't want a Christmas tree, you can get, uh, you can set it up so that, like, when you walk in, your kids are greeted with these gifts from Disney, from, like, Mickey Mouse and, like... Uh, so basically, to do this, you go to DisneyFloralAndGifts.com. Okay. All one word. Uh, or you can call 714-781-4438. What? Did, did, has Disney never heard of an 800 number? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. I love you, Terry. <laughs> but yeah, you can also, uh, just since we're talking about holidays, you can do that for Valentine's Day. You can do it for anniversaries. You can have, I mean... Any hotel does that, but Disney obviously is probably a little bit more expensive, and they <laughs> do it up. Like, sure. you can get little stuffed animals and all kinds of cool stuff. That'd be cool. That's pretty cool. Actually, when you go to that website, you just you the DisneyFloralAndGifts.com. You just want to keep browsing. <laughs> like, what's the cheapest thing I can do that's going to be super cool? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's careful. That's what I thought with the uh, Cultivating the Magic tour. That's true. Uh, apparently, you can uh, call the candy hotline any day of the year to find out which specialty candies are being made in the park each day. Oh. Well, there you that? go. That's from the chat room and our live stream page. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no. That, that's, that's my holiday show. That's it? Yeah. All right, Taryn. Thank Good you job. very much. Good job, Taryn. You did a nice job. So, essentially, you're a big fan of the holidays. Yes. I love them so much. <laughs> good i like them too i think they're i think they're a lot of fun and uh um yeah def- definitely check them out uh i need you to to cover for me because I, I lost my music again oh that's okay uh <laughs> <laughs> well done god <laughs> even beverly's laughing at you when Bev laughs at you, you know you're, you've done something wrong. I was trying. Were you? Sort of. Were you trying or were you just going, uh, that's and what my trying to maintain like. a decibel level? That, that's what you my head. great. Thank you. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at how awesome that was. Yeah. Awesome. Now stay tuned for today's Toontown Top Headlines. That's a new one we have. Uh, here we go. Here's the bed. That means it's news time. Whatever. I don't know. The the problem is we have a new system, and I'm still trying to learn it. Thanks, Push. Appreciate that. That was the voice of Push Eject. And we have our news music only. Here we go. All right. We got some cool stories today. Uh, There's a park, in case you didn't know, Shanghai Disneyland will open at the end of 2015. With the largest Disneyland castle across all of the parks. The tallest Disney castle in the world. 
Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. The castle will also <laughs> feature a boat ride attraction complete with a secret underground chamber what? in which fountains of light will leap and dance in shimmering pools. That is amazing. The development of Shanghai Disney Resort is well underway. Yeah, when Taryn and wow. I uh, got a tour of uh, Imagineering, we got to see some of the stuff that they were working on for Shanghai Disneyland. We can't talk about it. Right. Pretty rad. Like, yeah. really, really rad stuff. Um, and there's a, a couple photos and stuff that's been released online. It's kind of a short news article. But th- that was really the point of it, was that it's going to be the tallest castle uh, across all the Disneyland things, and it's going to be pretty cool. So it, it's a ride? I think so, yeah. I think it's going to wow. be a ride underneath, cool. and it's... it's yeah. That sounds crazy. But I, I think what they're going to do is make just the most... take it the most advantage of that space and do a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. our Disneyland castle is kind of like, eh, there's a walkthrough, but it's really just a facade for other stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think they're really going to take advantage and, and, and pack some stuff in there. Do we know what Princess's castle that is? I imagine it's still going to be Sleeping Beauties, right? No, they're all different. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Like uh, Paris is... I should have started with Paris. Uh (laughs) Walt Disney World is is Cinderella. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe you can do some research on that. I have no idea. Uh, Walt Disney Studios to film the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean movie in Queensland, Australia. All you Aussies who want to be actors, man, I'm sure they're going to be begging for um, uh, extras. The federal (laughs) minister... Yes? I just want to know, oh. have, have we, why? Why what? Oh, why five? Why? Uh, why? Because four made cash. I think this <laughs> is going to be the last one, is what I, is what I remember. Okay. Okay. Uh, Federal Minister for the Arts, Sen- Senator the Han George Brandis, QC, Queenland Premier Campbell. <laughs> what is going what? on? <laughs> is that English? I don't know. What are you talking about? I have no idea. Uh, apparently, a lot of people who have long titles in Australia welcome the Walt Disney Studios' decision to film the fifth installment of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise in Queensland. The Australian government is delighted to have secured high-profile movie franchise Pirates of the Caribbean to film in Australia with a contribution of $21.6 million. Um, wow. The fifth film in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise will be the largest international feature film ever to shoot in Australia and will focus the world's attention on Australia as the leading film destination. No. Our investment in attracting the film to Australia will result in spada bada bada. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. So, uh, have they said who's signed on for that? I um, mean, obviously, Johnny Depp has to be in it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. That's. An odd choice. I like the movies. I thought Penelope Cruz ruined the last one. I completely she was terrible. Agree with you, yeah. I think she's a terrible actress anyway, but it was just terrible. I love that film series one through three. Yes, I loved that one through three. Four, I got forty-five minutes into, turned it off and went to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and it, did not think twice about it. No, yeah. she was awful. Yeah, it was not. It very wasn't good just at what, her. It wasn't just her. What was it? It was just a whole hot mess of yeah. awful. Do you think the character is kind of done? Do you think we're done with Jack Sparrow? I just think that the the three characters from the first one just played so well together. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And when you get rid of two important ingredients, you're left with a crappy recipe. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well said. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> uh, a few a few months ago, we had uh, the people on from uh, the Walt Disney um, where'd my where'd my thing go? The Walt Disney Birthplace uh, Restoration Museum in uh, Chicago, oh, yeah. Illinois, yeah. right? Well, they are fundraising right now over on startsomegood.com/wdb, and they need some help. 
They are looking for money to help restoration. I believe it's phase one, and um, you can. It's just like a Kickstarter campaign. You you can contribute, and there's a bunch of different levels of uh, of uh, you know stuff. So like if you if you put in twenty bucks, you get a ticket to join a, a scheduled group tour of the restored house. Uh, if you put in twenty five bucks, you get a Walt Disney Birthplace baseball cap. Uh, uh, twenty five bucks for an Ozell Soda T shirt. They also do the Ozell Soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, 125 bucks dedicated paver stone engraved with your name placed on the walkway in front of the house. Oh, wow. And now you and I have spoken about about how cool it would be to have one of those in front of Walt Disney or uh, not Walt Disney, uh Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe we should um, you know. Yeah. That'd be cool. Maybe we should bust out with this thing. $1,000 VIP package includes the Ozell hat, two t-shirts, collectible pin, a print of the concept art and uh and there's another print so you get two prints, a paver stone uh, something called a cedar shake block. Oh, it's a, a wood chip uh, molded into a acrylic block. So it's like a chip of the shingle that Elias Disney or built and put up in his house. So you get like a piece of history of Walt Disney's birthplace and the house that his dad. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of stuff. 2500 bucks. Your name will be engraved on a brass plaque affixed to the interior of the window frame. Yeah, you get your name on a, on the window frame wow. inside the house, man. Uh, I guess you're a big donor at that point. Ten grand, ten grand. You get an, you get your name on a plaque in the home's entryway, plus the entire VIP package, which uh, is the uh, what, what I kind of just said. And then you get one overnight stay in the host, in the in the room. So apparently they're going to like sell nights in the room or something like that. That's amazing. Let's pool our money. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so please go help them out. They're they're great people. Uh, the interview was amazing. Uh, they're super passionate about Disneyland, and if you're passionate about Disney too, uh, please check them out. You can, I mean, you don't have to throw obviously ten grand. You can throw <laughs> ten bucks at them. You get some right. digital art. Uh, Eighteen bucks, you get a pin, and it's worth it. It's it's worth every penny of it. So check it out. They have fifty five backers. Forty two days to go. Uh, they need fifteen grand. And they have about eleven thousand right now. Their ultimate goal is forty is forty grand. I'd love to see them hit that. That's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're doing they're doing they're doing great. So please check them out. Startsomegood.com backslash WDB Walt Disney Birthplace. And uh, cool. speaking of some more Walt Disney history, uh, when when Walt was was kind of starting out, uh, there was a uh, uh, he rented a studio in Kansas City, I think. Uh, and he called it the Laughagram Studio, and I think that was one of his concepts. We learned about that at the, at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco, yeah. Uh, where many consider when he was starting to do these kind of like one-off comics, where he was kind of birthed the thought of Mickey Mouse, right? So uh, apparently, there's uh, people who want to refurbish that and restore that. So uh, the restoration and repurposing of the Laughagram Studio building is rolling along, and construction of a new dual-purpose facility could be underway by the end of 2015. The building is uh, at 1127 East 31st Street. I believe it's in Kansas City, but please don't hold me to that. Um, yeah, in Kansas City. There you go. Uh, from 1921 to 1923, it's a home to Walt Disney and is widely considered to be birthplace of Mickey Mouse. A Kansas City nonprofit called Thank You Walt Disney Incorporated stabilized the building in 2001 and 2002 and put plans in motion to revitalize it as a digital production studio and museum. Now, with a feasibility study underway, the dream is moving a bit closer to reality. The study will see whether the restoration and development of a workforce training and business incubation center, 
Uh, wow. Which is kind of a weird way to put that. Yeah. Uh, to support Kansas City's digital storytelling industry is possible. It was made uh, possible by a $51,000 grant in the U.S. Economic Development, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, pretty cool. So uh, we're starting to see a lot of these uh, historical places in Walt Disney's past being preserved. And uh, not only just as a museum, but but this one, uh, I think they're both going to be functional places where you can go and explore. And, yeah. And, and check it out. I mean, the, the man redefined uh, entertainment for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I like seeing that kind of stuff. Uh, Terrence, have you ever heard of Disney bounding? No, <laughs> I have not. Would you like to? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> uh, it's a weird thing. Terrence sent me this thing. Um, where did it go? <clears throat> Actually, I, I had, got, I had uh, received this from a, a friend of ours named Kate. Oh, okay. She had sent this over. Um, what I don't like about this this website is that it's hard to get the... Where's the article? It's I don't... Pop Sugar, and it's... Oh, there... Okay. Yeah. Uh, fashionable Disney fan Allison Erland um, invites us to the secret world of Disney bounding. First off, what is Disney bounding? The easiest way to think of it is an outfit influenced by a Disney character. Some people have more specific rules or definition... Uh, but you can do whatever you want to do. Um, Allison is a pro at Disney bounding, and she has vintage-inspired handmade ensembles, uh, blah, 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 blah. So you can check out her Instagram account somewhere, uh, Lady Damfino or whatever. But it's this it's this gal. She's, she's, a, she's a pretty gal, and she has outfits here. Terrence, check this out. They're really cute. They're like, uh, really, so they're like, really like Snow them. White, right? So she'll have a Snow White outfit on, and it's, uh, you know, like a red skirt with a or a, a, a yellow skirt with a red belt and like a dark blue shirt and uh and like an Alice band or whatever and and that's her kind of like snow white garb. So she's dressing up but like circa 1920s ish. Well, yeah, she's it, it, she's it, taking the the concept of of snow white here right? and making it modern day. But but her I think personal style is more like the 50s. Yeah, I would, I would say that's more like a Snow White on Dapper Day. Kind of I was thing. actually yeah. going to say, if you look up Dapper Day on Pinterest, you see a lot of crap like this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't mean that to sound so awful. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you're just a harsh person. That's right. Like, here's one of her uh, with a goofy-inspired thing. So she has, a, like, a blue skirt with, like, an orange top, like a tube top, and a yellow sweater, and it matches Goofy because he has these blue pants on and that orange shirt. And uh, yeah, I don't know. it's so cute. It's, uh, so it's more about um, patterns and color than actual, you know, be looking like the actual person. Yeah, exactly okay, right. Yeah, so it's okay. it's just having a little fun with uh, with the spirit of the yeah. um, of the uh, what do you call it? That's character. It's like that one it's was inspired really cool. by the, the character. Snow White one was really. Is that who it is? Is that Snow White? No, when, that's when um, she's like a peasant. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty is when she's sleeping, like a peasant. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, like a or Cinderella. Or like that, that might be Cinderella actually. But yeah, they, it, they're inspired cool. by characters, but they're not supposed to be identical to the characters. She has so a little duck in there. Yeah, I like that. That's actually yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, di- you can just go to popsugar.com. I think you just Google search what is Disney bounding, B-O-U-N-D-I-N-G. Uh, it's kind of fun. If you're into that uh, kind of scene and you like Disney characters, but you also like dressing up a little bit too for the parks, uh, and not just on Dapper Day, you might dig it. And it's also for guys as well. If you look it up, you just look up Guy Disney Bounding. Oh, there you there's go. There's a lot. Of, there's oh, really? a Peter Pan outfit. There's a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah you can go nuts with that. That's kind of cool. Uh, speaking of being California and a Sue happy state, we talked about that a little oh, bit no. ago. Uh, there's a lawsuit against Disney for Frozen. Why? 
Uh, why? Well, because it's California and people can do whatever uh, whatever they want to do. There's a uh, an autobiogra- autobiographer, Isabella Tanikumi. Uh, she sued the Walt Disney Company for $250 million. Wow. Claiming the studio based the movie Frozen on her life. <laughs> God, I love people. The Peruvian author asserts that the Disney that that Disney stole the story, characters, plots, and subplots from her two autobiographical books, *Living My Truth* and *Yearnings of the Heart*, that depict her life in the Andes. <laughs> that's, that's possible. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, Tanakumi wow. filed the suit last month in U.S. District Court in Jersey. Okay, so it's not California. And accuses Disney of copyright infringement, fraud, and plagiarism. The suit comes as somewhat of a surprise, seeing as the movie features an ice queen with magical powers <laughs> who finds redemption <laughs> with the help of her little sister, a mountain man, a talking snowman, and a reindeer. You know what? It's, I have to say... I'm I'm surprised. You haven't even given yourself a chance to hear her side of the story. Maybe she's right. Well, here we go. Uh, Tanakumi's site actually cites uh, her su- her suit actually cites 18 specific instances of where the movie ripped off her memoirs. Uh, according to her, in addition to plots and characters, plots and characters, mind you, Disney copied her theme that the heroine's first love. This is a quote. The heroine's, quote, first love played with her affections and yet did not return her love, end quote. So, so every. So love. life. Okay. Yes. Every, yeah. every female ever. Right. <laughs> At some point. Every man ever, too. Every man ever. Okay. Yes. Okay. Every person. So far, she's making good points. Go right. Uh, she also claims that she wrote about one sister injuring the other and going into hiding because of her shame. Did she make a frozen snowman that came to life? Yeah. She may have. We don't know that yet. Well, and isn't that just like families have issues sometimes? Going into hiding could mean <laughs> that she ran into her room and hid in the closet. So right. she didn't get in trouble. Right. So. Uh, what's not surprising is that Disney disputes Tanakumi's claims. A spokesman for the studio stated that the suit is, quote, beyond ridiculous. <laughs> and <laughs> that Tanakumi needs to, quote, let it go. <laughs> Well played. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, let it go. It is amazing. It's almost Uh, like they planned for it to happen, so they made that song like the thing. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Because that's really good. No, guys, no, really. We're going to rip this off, (laughs) and when she sues us... I wish we could. I wish we could find out like the the details of her suit. Like Sometimes that stuff gets released. Um... That's awesome. Lawsuit. <laughs> let's see if let's see if we got uh, uh, TMZ should probably have a link to it. Some of these sites have links to this stuff. They stole my life story. <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. I don't. Even, I don't even know how you. I don't even know how you say that to someone with a straight face. That's my life story. Uh, man, my sister hurt me and then she left. I like this guy who didn't like me back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I breathed air a lot once. <laughs> I ran. You know, I, I went running, and then all these mm-hmm. Disney like half marathons. They're they're stealing my story. Well, and doesn't everybody have that moment where they're watching a movie and they're like, "Hey, I that's like that's my life right there." Like, yeah, like Pulp yeah. Fiction. Harold and Kumar for me. There's a moment in there where they start singing. 
in the car. And my friend and I, uh, we were living in L.A. right around the time that movie came out. And we saw it and we were like, they stole that from us. Because it was like the same song, the same time period. But like, I'm normal. So I know that they probably didn't. And I'm not going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But you don't know for sure, Terrence. And that's the beauty of it. You just, you'll never know. But I'm not going to sue him. Next week, Terrence sues Harold and Kumar for $250 million. (laughs) I would love that. Oh, God. (sighs) Probably. Yeah. Probably. She's leaving it open for interpretation (laughs) because you never know. There's a good chance that they weren't monitoring (laughs) us for the last five years. Uh, I I can't find a copy of this lady's lawsuit, but it's amazing. And she's getting just skewered in the press about it. She's just getting, you know, because everyone, everyone, you know, puts like their most pompous, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, synopsis about their own autobiography. (laughs) A life worth living over and over (laughs) again and just uh, facing adversity. And get out of here. Uh, Why won't? Oh, see the complaint. Here we go. See, I knew someone would have it. Yes. E online, thank you. <laughs> uh, the source. Yeah, what is going on here? Real property, blah 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 blah. Because she has eighteen points, so let's <laughs> see. Uh, eighteen points. That's right. That's that's a lot of points. Oh, she demands for a jury trial. Oh, good. <laughs> Oh, this poor woman. Exhibit A. Here we go. This is amazing. Can I sign up to be on that? Yes. Yeah, right. This is amazing. Oh, sorry for the, uh, the 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 dead air, but it's worth it. The village. <laughs> Isabella, who is the author, right? Story begins in her village. That is a town at the base of snow-covered mountains. In the story and in the cover uh, illustration, she lives with her parents and sister. Frozen. Village at the foot of snow-covered mountains, where Elsa and Anna live with their parents. <laughs> okay. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The two sisters. Isabella. Two sisters are two years apart with opposite hair colors. The two sisters have horses. <laughs> That's really Frozen. Funny. Two sisters are close in age and have opposite colored hair. The two sisters have horses. <laughs> so, so far, her complaint is both stories take place at the base of a mountain. Both sisters have horses with opposite hair color and yeah. are m- tiny. Yeah, right here. Uh, intense sisterly love. Isabella shows deep love for her sister and vice versa. Wow. In Frozen, Elsa and Anna show deep love for each other. Uh, Older sister accidentally hurts younger sister. Uh, We'll just keep going. Younger sister loses memory of what happened. Isabella. Isabella has no memory of accident. Frozen. (laughs) Anna has no memory of the accident. Did it happen then? (laughs) Pronounced Anna. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anna. Whatever. Both sisters experience personal tragedy. Younger sister falls in love. Uh, Isabella. Isabella describes a dark-haired, tall, and fair man as her first love. Frozen. Anna falls in love with a dark-haired, tall, and fair man. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's two male characters in each story. Kristoff um, and strange characters. Uh, betrayal. Isabella was uh, betrayed by her first love. Apparently that same thing with Anna. <laughs> Anna. Reclusive sister. Concealment. There's a moon setting. Isabella writes about her love under the shadows of the moon, frozen. Anna goes for a walk with her romantic suitor under the moon. (sighs) This is ridiculous. Hands to the sky with sprinkles is a point. Isabella, there's an image of her with a hand to the sky with sprinkles. 
Frozen. Image of Elsa with hand to the sky with sprinkles. <laughs> Open door, closed door. Sister dies. Elizabella talks about Frozen. Uh, uh, yeah, that, th- those are the points. Those are the, the points that mirror her. So, you know, look, uh, I, you know, I uh, have been betrayed by people. Uh, I have strange characters in my life. I have two male characters in my life. My younger sister didn't fall in love because she doesn't exist. Uh, both of my brothers have experienced personal tragedy. Um, you know, it, it, I'm going to I'm going to get on. It's a class action suit. Is my <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Anyway. Wow. There's a possibility that she will not win. <laughs> I'm going to let Just it go. Just a possibility. It's possible. Just let it go. Just let it go, man. Uh, speaking of heroines in movies, uh, as, as Frozen was a giant success, like $1 billion, uh, Disney has just introduced a new heroine called Moana, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's a, uh, uh, I think a Polynesian movie, uh, Moana, a film about a teenage girl in ancient Oceania, according to the plot description is scheduled to make its debut in late 2016. Moana, who is described as a born navigator sets out on a voyage to seek a mysterious island. Her primary companion is Maui, a demigod, and together they traverse the open ocean on an action-packed voyage, encountering enormous sea creatures, breathtaking underworlds, and ancient folklore. Uh, Disney has always been a place for princesses, and uh, blah, blah, blah. They're going to do some more visual uh, artwork. It's an animated feature, and uh, people are pretty stoked about it. Cool. Yeah, they they released one little piece of concept art. looks kind of cool. Not too bad. Uh, and then last but not least on the old Disney news track, uh, there's a couple in California that's petitioning Disney for a Down Syndrome princess. There's a lot of petitions going on in the world. Hmm. Uh, one California couple believes that heroes or heroines with special needs are underrepresented, and so they're petitioning Walt Disney Studios to create a Disney princess with Down Syndrome. Keston Otdahl and her wife, Andrea... Our mothers to 15-month-old Delaney. The couple keeps a blog called uh, DelaneySky.com, which chronicles the experiences of raising a child with Down syndrome and offers a place for other parents to leave personal stories. That's cool. I, I like, uh, you know, if, if you're, you're, you know, you have some adversity, and, and I, I can imagine, I know actually my friend uh, uh, has a, a girlfriend who has a kid with Down syndrome, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kudos to these people for, for trying to open up people's eyes to that and and being a resource for other other parents like that. That's not a bad idea at all to have a uh, a Disney princess who has to face adversity within herself and not just the environment, you know? Does that make sense instead of oh, well my yeah. parents died or something, but mm-hmm. this is something as a person that I'm facing on a day-to-day basis. I think that's really good. Yeah. 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 Uh Auto Doll and it's it's a, it's you know, it, it sounds like a weird name. It's it's Auto O T T O slash Doll. It's a hyphen, so I, don't, I apologize if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Calls herself a huge Disney fan and admits that her daughter is mesmerized by princesses, but she wants the company to create a new character that special needs children can look up to. Yeah. She says, I would love for Disney to make their animated films heroes, princesses, and princes of all abilities so people like Delaney will feel included and more people will have compassion. I can't imagine that people aren't compassionate to a child with Downs. Yeah. I, I feel like, I wonder it's if that's happened believe. or if she's just putting that on like just saying that. maybe just the disney movies don't really show that too much but i mean if you've ever seen a special needs kid at disneyland it's like the best day ever for them yeah. Like, yeah. right especially yeah. with downs right yeah uh disney does a great job of depicting right from wrong and has 
long providing wonderful moral lessons that teach our children to be good people. But sadly, the company comes up short in one critical area. Its movies have almost no representation of disabled people, those often bullied and looked down upon by their fellow children. Well, kids, kids will bully people if they're not disabled. So kids are just kids are just mean. Yeah, hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, what wonderful lessons of diversity and compassion and acceptance Disney could teach our kids if they promoted disabled characters as heroes and heroines in their beloved movies. Uh, apparently, October is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. A uh, petition was posted earlier this month, and today's garnered over 42,000 uh, subscriptions. Um, yeah, so you can go to, uh, I don't know, I, I imagine change.org or something like that. No, the petition site.com. Um, ask Disney and Mattel. I don't know what Mattel has to do with it. Hmm. Why not no, every just time? Just make a figure. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, but th- yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool. He- here's a question, and I don't, you know, I don't know if me- mean it to be insensitive, but do kids with Down syndrome know that they have Down syndrome? Yes. Like, so if they saw a child with them in a movie that had Down syndrome, would they relate any more or less than? Then it sounds like their kid is relating pretty well. Is infatuated with Disney princesses There's already. Different functionality. Okay. So um, there are some that would. You know, there's some where, um, trying to say this to, to not sound insensitive, but there are some who are not very functional, mm-hmm. and then there are some who um, they know. I mean, they're able to function within society. They know that they that they are a special needs person, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think it would be good, and not only for the, the special needs kid, but also I think that it would it put a new face on kids with special needs to the kids who are not special needs. Because I think a lot of times uh, um, kids look, if they see someone who looks different, they're not exactly sure how to relate to that kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will put a new face on it. I think it's a good thing. It's okay. a very good thing. You going to sign the petition? Oh, absolutely. What do these petitions do, I wonder? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. That's too bad. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's yeah. good. I mean, that's cool. I, don't, I mean, I don't really you know, have an opinion either way on it. I mean, I guess it's fine. If people want it, and uh, it sounds like there's a, a quite enough people that do. Yeah. Then yeah, sure, sounds good to me, man. I think it'd be good. Good luck to him. So if you guys are want to uh, support them, go sign that petition. Uh, okay, we'll do the fact of the show, and then we're gonna split. Let me get my other music in here because I got to do this weird. Where is it? Intro outro music. That makes <laughs> sense. At the north part of the <laughs> underground, <laughs> yeah, cavernous whatever. Uh, okay, fact of the show. Uh, as the uh, uh, sculpting for for the uh, Tarzan's treehouse uh, w- was going on, it was a little model, and uh, the model maker uh, on the side of the tree made a, a knot on the tree. You know, like trees have knots and you know whatever. Um, and so when the the final sculpting was approved for that tree, and they grew the tree up, um, the knot on the side of the tree didn't look like a knot so much anymore as uh, kind of a vulgar thing. So uh, <laughs> so they didn't notice until they, they sculpted the tree just like the, the model. So instead of tearing it apart or, or, or whatever, um, the artist came in and, and kind of reshaped the knot uh, to look like Jabba the Hutt. Nice. So next time, and it's something that nobody, and I was looking at it last time Taryn and I were in the park, nobody noticed. People were leaning against this thing. Nobody notices. So as you're facing the entrance to Tarzan's treehouse, on the left-hand side, um, on the tree right there, it's a little skewed, but you look at it, you go, that looks like Jabba the Hutt. Uh, 
did they really do that on purpose? Yes. We uh, uh, we have a our inside friend um, talked to the person who actually did this, and uh, he <laughs> admitted that yes, uh, because the knot kind of looked like Jabba anyway if you squinted, and he just kind of reshaped stuff and resculpted it to specifically be Jabba the Hutt. So it's not something that you kind of squint at like people see Jesus in their toast or something like that. <laughs> it's not that's it's not this. It's Jabba the Hutt, and uh, we'll put this picture online. It's pretty cool, and uh, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. It's neat. I've never, I didn't know about it before, That's and cool. I was like, "What the? What is going on here right now?" That's <laughs> Java the. Anyway. Yeah, it's it was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome that it's actually that's what it really is. Yeah, yeah and I it, was I was a little concerned that it wasn't actually going to come out as a as a true statement, but it <laughs> is, and it's that I love it. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed it. It, it yeah, it's a cool thing. So anyway, I uh, hope you guys had a good time, Taryn. You did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, and I uh, hope you guys uh, get inspired to go and check out holidays in the park. Uh, until next time, everyone, keep your ears up.